Hey guys, welcome back to the Ikecast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, welcome back. Or thank you for joining us on this Saturday, Chris. I I was repeating what you were saying. Excuse me. No worries. <laughs> Did not mean to do that. So um, today, you know, our newsroom is going to be, I think, relatively light in the sense that we're not going to do a deep dive. Uh, I think our today we just want to do um, quick highlights of of um, you know news events that have been happening um, yeah. around the world and in the U.S. and Canada. Um, uh, what I wanted to Chris was um, you know it's been a week in or a week out, so to speak, since you know uh, the mass um, attempt to you know leave Afghanistan. And, you know, women's rights uh, are protesting the, the Taliban rule. The Taliban, of course, are using tear gas and pepper spray. But I think this time around, they're not going to have it. It's not going to be the way it was the first time, right? They've had 20 years of what possibly, you know, um, freedom of openness, um, pursuit of, you know, knowledge and uh, career and occupations has been like. And, you uh, they're, you know, the Taliban are seeing resistance um, from women yeah, as the way, um, should, the way it should be. I mean, I think there's one general issue with, like, just the, all the coverage we've been getting with Afghanistan is that it's been drowning out, like, sort of any other coverage for any other issue. But when it comes to this one, it's, it's very, very clear, right? Like, this is, has always been, like, the main possible, like, sorts of, like, problem in the future. With any pullout is what would the aftermath be for... Uh, you know, populations that are generally discriminated against, yeah. right? Um, and I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, realistically, like I'm trying to think of like the best worst case scenario, or the best case scenario, and the only thing I can think of realistically is, you know, like there's there's a, I mean, the Taliban are not going to be enlightened, right? They're not going to come in and no. and all of a sudden, you know, be 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 the good guys, and they are the de facto leaders of that country now currently yeah yeah and um the the one the province the Panjshir province that was the bastion of resistance uh the taliban now have have become their their attack of it and um depending on which side either the taliban have made significant inroads or the resistance has uh, been able to hold them off um but uh, there has been um, some um, some reports, and you know the resistance leader has been describing what's uh, what they've termed as the Taliban invasion. They are they are resisting the Taliban, and um, it's my opinion that you know what they need to get as much support as possible. Yeah, I mean, um, short of actual boots on the ground, you know, uh, yeah, aid support perhaps, but you know you always got to be worried, right? Because the people who you're arming might be just as bad or even worse. Um, right, I think that was one of the main issues when we really think about this entire withdrawal, right, is that the partners that the U.S. worked with weren't shit, <laughs> right? Uh, right. They, they, they folded quick, and the U.S. apparently did not make, you know, good uh, relationships or inroads with anybody for it to fall apart so quickly. I mean, um, I think it's... Well, I, I mean, Chris, you know, I think we can go into circles discussing this. I don't think it's necessarily that they didn't make good relationships um you have to think about right the leadership uh when you have you know foot soldiers when you have your generals telling you to lay down your arms you're going to lay down your arms right 
uh, because of the way the military is. And so I think it's a failure from the leadership um, uh, uh, significantly. Yeah, I mean, uh, and but of course, we've remember, talked about the handpicked leadership, right? It's like, you know, Karzai yeah. and, and everyone else, you know, ever since the beginning, you know, and we, we see this all over the world, you know, install, install a puppet government, hopefully, you know, it stands, but as soon as that the, the support for that puppet government goes away, it, it folds, right? It's not an actual partner within the region. It's not an actual, you know, like, it, it, it all falls apart because there's really no stake into it. Everyone made their money and they got out, right? And now, in this aftermath, the only thing that I can think of is you got to make deals with the devil now, right? you got to mm-hmm. shake hands with the people that beat you in a war, Um and uh well i think one of the ways to um to uh, i don't know um you know have influence is through economics i think economic influence over military influence is much stronger i agree um the only issue I think and is i that think that's what and that, i think that's what they need to do yeah i think the region is going to be like just filled with like chinese or russian sort of economic influence right like even if the u.s doesn't right i mean the u.s loves to 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 bring up those poppy fields right like uh i mean how many like they essentially created an entire drug empire uh in afghanistan more so than there was before um this is all inadvertent right these are like you know just huge mistakes that that lead to just levels of incompetence right um and i you know it's like you gotta wonder like how how could levels of this levels of incompetence occur it's realistically you know just no one this is this is that thing that and i want to touch on with biden right this is that thing that where any president if they did it it would never have looked good and a partisan hack would have like if trump did this we'd be blaming like a partisan hack would be blaming trump saying yeah it was it was just stupidity and foolishness for all the way up and you know he wasn't prepared and all that sort of thing right um Mm -hmm. And, you know, with Biden, I'm going to be a little, I, I, I want to be, I'm, I'm not going to be as critical. Um, and I'm not going to be, in the, even if it was Trump, I wouldn't think I'd be as critical. Because the reality is, is that there is no other outcome. Um, sure, did Trump help create some of these outcomes? I think that's definitely uh, arguable, right? With, you know, uh, release of certain prisoners, the deal made with the Taliban, right? The general date of withdrawal, right? Um, I mean, but think you know i'm i'm happy that biden stood his ground uh he had a recent uh like his sort of final word on the subject um which is just all right we got practically everyone out there's i think there's 200 people left uh with american citizenship inside of uh afghanistan uh the vast majority of which are dual citizens who for whatever reason chose to stay Mm -hmm. uh but everyone who is an american who was trying to get out it looks like for the most part has gotten out um and to be very fair in uh like this started at like the beginning of august and you know like before the 31st they got out a significant portion of people um i i like like the 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 airlift has been successful by by any metric right of like taking people out um the recent terrorist attack you know was a huge wrinkle in the whole thing um right but you can't account for you know third-party actors you know bad faith actors right taliban oddly enough been keeping their side of you know side of the arrangement um that's like the one thing that i'm afraid of is that the taliban are going to be like seen very nice and they're like the u.s is just going to buddy buddy with them again right you know 
yeah. you know, it's like, oh, the Chinese and the Soviets are here. So, or sorry, the Russians, not Soviets anymore. We should, uh, we should buddy, buddy up again. You know, we had a good working relationship in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. That like that's the like I I hate to see like Cold War two point start, you know, uh, U.S. versus China. Um, and of course, Afghanistan has always been a great proxy state. Uh, yeah. You know, for this sort of like conflict. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how the future goes with that. But like you know, uh, just geopolitically, like take the Taliban out of it. Take like you know the you know like the the uh, numerous you know, human rights violations that are going to occur, right? You know, it's like uh, a, a prolonged civil war in that country, right, mm-hmm. is going to yeah. lead to a ton of suffering, right? But it might ensure the Taliban don't come into power, but we don't know who will. Well, like, I mean, ISIS, Taliban is against is the, ISIS. Is it the W you know or the W you don't? Exactly, right? Taliban is against ISIS. They don't have global jihadist, you know, plans. They... They've come out very clearly as regretting harboring Al-Qaeda, mainly because it caused them so much trouble in the first place. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, are they rational actors? Right? Like, Iran, North Korea, like, are these rational actors in the Taliban? Like, th- that's the thing we're going to have to to, to look at. Or, like, are we going to turn the Taliban into the Iran or North Korea? Where they're these, right. you know, outside actors that we can't have any real influence on. Um, you know, politically or otherwise. Um, so and do we oh, isolate to, them? Yeah. So so we isolate them, and then we, you know, do we just that's kicking the can down down the road, right? Until we actually have to deal with you know the Iran or North Korea situation. Um, like that's the thing about Afghanistan. I don't want this to become like, all right, well, in ten years, this is another problem we're gonna have to go back to. You know, that's like right. yeah. Coming back to this, that's like, what. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Yeah. But All yeah, right. So, but, um, I mean, Afghanistan has dominated the last three weeks for us, right? It's just been like all of August has been, and like now into September, just Afghanistan, Afghanistan. Yeah. 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 It it ha- you're right. It has dominated um, a lot of what uh, we've discussed over the last. Um, um, several weeks. Oh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have um, on that. I'm gonna have us, um, you know, switch topics slightly. Did you hear about Candace Owens? Um, she, um, she's the the uh, really con- right wing conservative commentator. Yes, yes, yes. I know who Can- Candace Owens was. What about her? Yeah, um, but she's wearing masks. She's spoken against wearing masks, and you know she's spread a lot of misinformation about COVID nineteen, yeah. and uh, now it's uh, fired back on her. She was in Aspen, Colorado, and she was denied a COVID nineteen test. She hasn't. Um, she's not taking the vaccine. Has not taken the vaccine. She's called um, COVID nineteen not dangerous, and that it's been blown out of proportion. Uh, so this uh, private lab where she wanted to get a COVID test said, yeah. Uh, you know what? You're very destructive. Your opinions are destructive. Your your opinions are a public health hazard. And no, we're not going to do your COVID nineteen test. And now she's bitching. <laughs> um. So yeah, after it's like the right to refuse service on the grounds of now what would be argued as political belief. Um, is always problematic. But because her essentially Look, they're refusing service on well, her <laughs> on essentially on her medical opinions. 
right? Which is, you know, and now yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm iffy she about does, But she's not an expert to have a medical. Exactly. No, I'm, so, Chris, it's like it, it's like the Supreme Court and the decision they handed down on the, um, you know, the bakery that refused to make a cake for a gay couple. They said, right. yeah, the bakery can refuse because they're a private business. So it's a private refuse. Yeah, I, I mean, that's it's as simple as it gets. Um, but I wonder if, like, that should be allowed. Um, like, who, who knows? I mean, they ha- the business has its own thing. Uh, Kenneth Solons can always get a test from someone else. But, yeah, uh, I mean, you reap what you sow, right? Consequences of your actions. You are, you come right. out as anti, you know, sort of vaccine, anti, you know. Candace Owens is, is not the, the, the sharp, sharpest uh, commentator out there. She's, in my opinion, 100% pure grifter. Uh, you know, like she, yeah. I mean, she's been hilariously sort of taken apart, even on Joe Rogan, you know, and that guy's not the smartest tool in the shed, but when he's able to rip apart your arguments, right, it, it sort of shows, like, you know, the, the fallacy in them. I believe, like, she. Like she, because you know the normal conservative talking points, she came out as you know against global warming, you know, saying it as like a Chinese thing to to, to reduce our competitiveness in the twenty first century, um, and then you know someone brings her all the evidence and she says something dumb like, oh, I don't trust websites with a with a dot com, right? Uh, if you get your website, if you get your information from a website with a dot com, I don't trust it. Because like, well, this is from a dot org, <laughs> right? Uh, right? Because she right. said, I'll trust that. She goes, like, I'll trust a dot org, and then they got a dot. Like, they just, she's she's been definitely, like, taken apart. So, what can I say? Like, she's the definition of, of a grifter, right? Um, you know, she, like, her grift is that right wing circuit, you know, like, and culture before her. And she fills in a certain demographic, right? Because there's not a lot of, uh, what's it called? Uh, there's not a lot of uh, uh, essentially black conservative voices out there. Right, yeah. Right. But it's funny you should say that because you know what? Ann Coulter actually, it was, I ran across this obscure YouTube where, you know, they're talking about Ann Coulter. She actually, like, gave props to Biden and said that Trump failed to do, and, you know, eviscerated Trump for failing to do what he said he was going to do, which was get Trump, um, the troops, U.S. troops out of Afghanistan. He goes, she, she was at Biden, Biden did it and he should be given the, the credit for it. Um, Trump yeah. said he would do it and he never did. Yeah, I mean, she stuck, I mean, she stuck to that principle, right? I mean, like that one thing, which was, all right, we need to get out of Afghanistan. Trump like started this process, but his process, as you can tell, was very flawed, right? It was like there wasn't an actual drawdown. Everything came came to a head weighing it you know like just all at once uh yeah Yeah. i mean and then of course his drawdown was like it still would have like two thousand troops inside of the country like his original plan right not a full withdrawal it would you know there would still be like two thousand troops in which is like half in half out uh a full withdrawal is is something that they've finally done um i mean i have no doubt that um you know the playbook might be more drone warfare which is even worse or uh you know like just targeted you know missions inside the area uh but you know the u.s has i think like you know at any given point missions from you know the east of africa uh, all the way up through you know the middle east and you know into parts of uh, asia right like they have you know constant operations in and out of the region and so yeah this black hole that is afghanistan won't be that way for long 
Um, nevertheless, you know, he did it. Like, say what you want, he did it. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, there's no going, like, under his administration, there's no going back. Uh, but, you know, who, I, there's something actually I do want to talk about. What is with, like, this weird revitalization and rehabilitation of people like, you know, um, you know, David Petraeus and, and freaking Condoleezza Rice and, and, like, essentially all the, the people in the Bush administration, right, who are now getting airtime and talking points about, you know, the, 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 you know, the Afghanistan so-called failure when they're the ones who freaking started this entire mess, right? Like, like, what's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, it makes no sense to me either. And, um, to be honest, Chris, I don't know if I want to dedicate any airwaves to discussing that. Okay, that's fair. Okay, because I want to talk about something. Um, so d- you heard about where China had, I, I, this is topic number three. You've heard about where um, China has uh, banned cryptocurrency mining, right? Yes. So China banned cryptocurrency mining. So the Bitcoin entrepreneurs from China have now have left have flown overseas and many of them are heading into ta- texas and texas is becoming what is going to be considered again okay yeah like they're built it's a i know it's it's really unusual it's completely different um but yeah it's like here's the thing i'm gonna a, just I would like this is good good for Texas, but I'm gonna throw some. I'm gonna throw a little wrench into that little work there, mainly in that yeah, sure. t- Texas already has a horrible power grid, and the Bitcoin mining. The reason why it was banned in China was specifically because of the power consumption it was causing. Um, yep. Significant amounts of power consumption. So yes, as they move to Texas, they're doing it because you know there's such there's so little regulation in the area for essentially allowing them to con- you know conduct that kind of business. But yep. the amount of load that is going to cause on t- like just you know like remember these guys are going to bring a huge big you know Bitcoin farms, right? You know warehouses full of like graphics cards. Like, you know, like yeah. the reason why it's so hard to get computer con- components and graphics cards normally is because of Bitcoin farmers. Right. And now yeah. it's even worse because there's a you know superconductor shortage. So, yeah, th- like these guys are going to fill warehouses full of cards, full of stuff just to mine this. And the power consumption is going to be, you know, astronomical getting. And then now this remember, you can take this consideration with, la- you know, this this last year. Texas froze in the winter, right? Straight up. It lost power twice, right? Due to severe heat and severe cold. Yeah, okay, so you're right. And one of the reasons why Texas is being chosen is because it has one of the cheapest energy prices in the world. But yes, it is going to be a huge um, drain on the grid. So it'll be interesting to see how they um, address that. And yeah, it. You know, the, the blackouts that happened uh, during the snowstorm um, in February, that's a huge concern. Um, but, you know, the thing is, they're saying that a lot of those Bitcoins co- were compensated to stay offline. So during the storm, when there was um, when there was an issue with the energy, the Bitcoin miners and the farms, they, they still got money. 
Honey, they, it wasn't like they lost anything. Well, you see, now isn't that kind of mess? Where essentially, like, these guys who pay for a service, <laughs> right, who pay for a service now yeah. are getting paid by that service because they can't continue. Like, you don't get paid by the service if, if it's, like, something outside of, like, like that that just seems kind of like just oh wow now they're also like they not only do they get paid for using up the energy but they use up so much they're getting paid not to use it use it right it's like you could just they throttle the energy all the time for regular people then. okay but, right so but chris let's put it in perspective i want to put it in perspective the cheap labor and the you know the What do you mean? What do you mean by that? I want to actually, I want to take a, a break right here because you're breaking up a bit. So Resources, gonna, I think. Um, I, yeah, sorry. I just want to take a break here because you're breaking up a bit. So let's okay, pause I'm here sorry. And come back to it. Okay, oh, and, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I was sorry. reading an article. Oh, sorry, we're back. Just want to say. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to jump. I'm going to dive right into it because I, you know, just in case I go in and out again. And just uh, FYI, guys, I'm using my AirPods, which is why it shouldn't have happened. But I guess uh, there's been some issues. I still haven't reset my um, my stuff up. Um, so apologize. Anyways, so I was reading this article, Chris. And so in um, in China, setting up a big and if for to build a city of shipping prices, uh, you know, skyrocketing, uh, you know, prices for the material. In China, you have the material. Here in the U.S., you have to wait for it to be shipped. And that and stuff. We've talked about the logistics that's happening with the with the shipping industry and uh, as well. So that's why it's take it'll take longer. And I think. I mean, here's the thing is, you know, really, uh, I don't see why solar panels couldn't help with addressing the grid problem. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, in Texas, solar energy should be absolutely used everywhere. However, solar energy is green energy. Green energy is near something called something, apparently, a Green New Deal. And that uh, is the reason why there was a blackout in the first place, uh, apparently, even though the Green New Deal has not come into effect anywhere. Um, yeah, it's, what can I say? Like, this is Texas, and they'll take an ideological standpoint on solar power for some reason. Um, right? Like, the the, the issue with the, the grid is because they essentially chinsed, chinsed out, cheaped up, and then decided, and then, of course, they blamed, you know, green energy as the, you know, the wind energy was the problem. Right? right. When wind kept on going more than anything. Right, they cheat. You know, they you know cheaped out on, on on uh, icing protection, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, who you know who like we never should. They never saw this coming, right? But uh, what can I say? Like, uh, do I have faith in the Texas electrical grid, considering that it is run privately? Not at all. I definitely see more problems in the future. Uh, private, you know, it's. I, I see preferential, if anything, hopefully they, they get their, their shit together, right, considering all the problems, right? Nevertheless, uh, either they kowtow to private industry and, and essentially assure that these guys 
get better and better service while everyone else suffers or you know they're not going to be able to handle the load right uh yeah. but uh we'll, we'll find out we'll find out in, in, in the next couple of years if we hear constant blackouts in like uh in texas because you know the cryptocurrency mining boom is occurring there now right well, this is mm-hmm. i think we're gonna find out like this is one of those things we're gonna realize in the next couple of years definitely 2022 2023 um you know i believe that in 2023 they think that the chip shortage will finally be truly over um yeah I was reading an article, like, one of the hardest things to get is, like, a new console, a PS5 or an Xbox uh, Series X. Um, and they're like, yeah, stocks won't be secure until even next year. Right? Which is, like, crazy that these things have been right. out. Like, right. they'll be out for, like, three years before people can actually, like, can easily get their hands on them. Um, insanity, nevertheless. Right. Well, uh, I mean, I needed to get equipment for the office, and... You saw what I went through, and yeah. you know exactly what I went through, right? Uh, in terms of getting it, so yeah, I, I can I can see that, and I can believe that. But I, I just, you know what, that was like uh, something on a side that I saw, which I thought, you know what, because we've talked about Bitcoin um, off podcast, um, and I just wanted to bring it up to, you know, get your thoughts on it. But uh, I mean, that's my one, two, three. Um, if you got something else to add. Um, we can continue to discuss stuff during in our um, in the war room, or we can uh, pivot to our happy place. You tell me. Uh, oh, one last thing. Okay, all right. Sorry, did you uh, read about the New Zealand police uh, extremist extremist attack in a supermarket, and the police ended up killing the alleged extremist? He was uh, just released. He was part of the uh, Islamic State. He was released from prison and. Uh, he attacked in a supermarket. Uh, I mean, no, I did not hear about that. But uh, was he, I mean, was he released by what, like the New Zealand authorities just recently? Yeah, I think he was recently re- released. Um, again, um, it was just, I saw the headline and I was I was shocked, I, I, right? But it was... He was, um, he's, they've identified him as a Sri Lankan national who was, um, who was inspired by the Islamic State group. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he went into a supermarket not far from his home, I think, and, um, and it attacked, um, customers within the supermarket. Police were called in and police responded and uh, I think he didn't put down his weapon and uh, police uh, uh, had no choice but to shoot yeah let's hope this is one of those very very clear uh, situations and you know New Zealand doesn't really have the uh, well, at least as far as I know doesn't really have the issue with policing le- that like North America generally does yeah but I, I think what they're now looking at is um, stronger um, anti-terrorist legislation even stronger than what they had um in response to the um the attack at the mosque several years ago yeah i mean that was like domestic terrorism now this is like um arguably foreign terrorism right um and so yeah, uh, yeah. what can i say when you when you look at the when you look at essentially what's going on right like 
this is going to be like it's not the new normal because we've sort of been like sheltered in place for a year but when we open up again you know crowds are going to come back which means targets are going to be available for you know terrorist attacks um europe you know generally speaking is going to have to worry about that they've had you know sort of non-stop terrorist attacks all over the place um they'll only come back to in full force when, when when lockdowns sort of like truly end and like there's like an end to the, the nature of our you know pseudo quarantine that we're in right now um yeah other than that you know when we really think about it uh yeah i i don't really see well i don't really see like an effective solution to internet like this kind of like international like well okay so <laughs> new zealand has incredibly strong border controls yeah so he was a um so he'd been living in new zealand for 10 uh years i think he had uh, been in prison for three he was just released in july he was a person of interest there was a police that was following him um at the time they thought that he's got a wounded six people and uh, I mean, the police did act really fast, and yeah, it was somebody who was already there, mm. right? Um, but uh, um, he was a Sri Lankan. Uh, yeah, so yeah. you know, wanted to. Sorry, that was the la last thing I wanted to, to just you know, pop in there before we la completely left the war room, and we can leave the war room. We can go to our happy place. No worries. Yeah, we'll do that. Race. Yeah, we'll do that. So now, let's get out of the war room and take okay. a happy place. All right. This week on Ted Lasso Watch. <laughs> um, uh, pretty much, yeah. It's just like our, our, our mm -hmm. perennial sort of thing that we're watching every week, Ted Lasso. Uh, episode 7. This was a good one as well. I mean, we finally sort of like, we, we got away from the, 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 the previous episode. One thing I really like about Ted Lasso in general is how it plays against what happened previously and then evolves upon it. Um, I mean, last episode we got to see Roy really come come into the team, but then we also got to see uh, Neil. Uh, wait, is it Nate? Nate, yeah, sorry, Nate, Nate. Nate. Yeah, we see Nate get really get into into the game uh, at Chris, the end of it. Yeah, Nate disappointed me. This I he's like such. What's wrong with him? I mean, no, no. This is like he, one of those things, right? Like when so I was watching upsetting Nate. For me. Yeah, I was like, Nate right now is representing a really, really like his his character turn right now. One is very telling, right? Because like he's always been like like it's it's the first thing. What's the first thing that he did when when he shows up in the show? He yells at Ted and and Coach Beard for for being on the grass, right? Like he's a controlling little weirdo, right? And as soon as like this whole thing is like as soon as he he bigged up his own head when he when he pulled off that great thing right he's like ultra jealous of like the team around him and like like other coaches like when when roy brought in like he he got really really scared for some reason right i, I mean he, i think he's got insecurities you know because of his father oh his dad definitely feeds but, insecurity yeah yeah but the way he treated it was a Callum, and then um, the his replacement in the locker room, he was like a real shit. 
Oh no no! Like what he did to, to I did to, not. To, yeah, what I he was... did to Colin was 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 messed. But then what he does to Will, that one was like he just punched yeah. down. He literally looked for somebody to to punch down to, and he started punching down. Like he's he's workplace bullying a, a guy right now. He's punching down to somebody yeah. who's his who is his you know junior who has been in his position yeah. before. Who like he's been bullied before as well. Right, and now he's yeah. like he's doing no, no. He he's definitely he is not acting well. He his character arc is is that someone of, of someone like who is who, he's gonna have to really get like dressed out, right? Like like Ted Lasso yeah. is really gonna have to dress this guy down for for essentially you know like causing this kind of like hostile work environment. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's exactly what it is. Is that you know yeah. like this hostile work environment that Nate has? Yeah has brought in has made i think definitely like ted has to now pay attention to that right and uh like his golden boy right like uh, i have no doubt that this this would this messed up you know ted and and his idea of what his golden boy was right and you know like like he saw he like he saw something in nate and then gave him a chance and now nate has become you know like this 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 really just well okay so he's what he's doing is he's bought into his um, you know, great he is. Um, and I thought it was a really sweet thing that they did where they got him a, a jersey which said Wonder Kid, right? I thought that was so sweet. And then he takes that and he just like craps on, you know, Will. Yeah, well, yeah. It just like, it was... I was well, like, wow, wow, It's like he's been, like, the entire episode, all he does is he becomes full of himself when he, like, sees all the reviews of how good he's doing, right, and all the Twitter mentions of him. And then he turns on a dime when one person, right, calls him a loser on Twitter, right? Yeah. And he, he gets angry. He then thinks Wonder Kid is like, because he, he made one small thing. He called himself a Wonder Kid, not a Wonderkind, right? Fake. And because he did that, he's he's brought him he's he's made himself like like he feels he he feels so inadequate that anytime someone gives him a compliment, he becomes like very like aggressive, and then he likes punching down to people who you know like he thinks are lower than him, right? Like yeah. his excuse for why like he was al- why he's allowed to be mean to say someone like Colin, right? Was that Colin to him? He goes like, well. You know, Jamie and 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 Danny are like Picasso, right? Like, uh, like they're they're great artists. You're not, right? They they, you know, I'll I'll take shit from them, but I don't have to essentially take shit from you, right? You're just sort of like exist there, just doing your thing, just exist and do your thing, right? So dismissive, dismissive of them. Beard got to it, but like Beard didn't see what he did with. It's sort of like it's so strange how much the episode is dominated when you really think about it, like with Nate. Um, right, and his insanity, and like, and like, just like how how horrible he was acting. Um, yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. like, there was more that happened in this episode. But Nate definitely, like, where like this is a show that doesn't really have villains, and now we're seeing like the villainous side of Nate. Right, it it it's such a strange outcome, like an outcome that we definitely didn't really see coming. Um, then again, like this entire season, he's been acting a little bit too, 
little he's been acting a little bit too like crazy this entire season. Um yeah, what can I say? Like Nate all in all like he's been incredibly problematic. He's um and what can I say? Like he he has uh either a very long redemption arc in it for him or he's uh or like we're going to have to really see like Ted come to terms with the fact like I would love to see like Ted having to fire someone like Nate, right? Where it's like where like Ted actually has to do something where there is this, you know, there is this force, right? That's within his team. That's only harmful. Right. And we've, we've never really had to see Ted Lasso deal with someone who is not good. All right. Who, who, who doesn't really fit in the, in the, in the scenario and who was actually detrimental to the team. Like Jamie Tart was close to that, but he was working on him, getting it better. But Nate, right. You know, he has value. He's very effective. But his, his his the way he demeans players, either he's gonna have to get a real talking down to, or he's gonna he's gonna like I, I can imagine him like you know trying to talk down to someone like like getting so big of himself that he thinks he's better than like Ted or something, right? That he's able to do what like Ted isn't able to do. Um, who knows? I I actually don't know what the character will evolve into, him, but the, but that's what, that's makes, that's me what excited, makes me excited. You know, like hearing like that with the character. With the character. What can I say? Just like Nate, what what happens to him next will be interesting on how they deal with someone like that. Because it, it, can they redeem him, or is he going to actually be that first time like disruptive force, right? That Ted has to you know really think about, really you know, you know just dig in deep and go like I can't fix this guy. In fact, this guy is such a disruption. I like we've never had to see him fire somebody. The closest that we got was him and Jamie, Jamie Tart, right? Him and Jamie Tart got pretty close, uh, where like he was being disruptive. Um, but he's just been a, a. I have to say, you know what, Nate disappoints. Yeah, I mean, what disappoints me more than anything is he was punching down. Right when he was punched, yeah, he he's been punched down. I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Sorry, he's been. Um, uh, Nate for me has been like punching down the whole time, right? When he's been punched down too, and and that's yes. the problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, what I got right. So your environment is part. I think. That's it. How your environment shapes how you deal with triggers so to speak and i think um what they made you know nate i don't think all right so i think that we're losing her uh there let's uh yeah let's uh let's call this one uh, a little short guys uh as we were saying earlier we are definitely uh, on doing this remotely, and so now uh, we don't have all our equipment, and uh, so we're. I'm gonna see if we can end this here. Um, oh, I'm back, Chris. I'm so sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, so let's just uh, finish up our discussion on Ted Lasso with, with like our just our final uh, thoughts uh, on the episode, uh, other than the Nate situation. Um, overall, I thought the um. The episode was good. Uh, you know, we got 
And then with Doctor... Yeah, uh, the Doctor sequences were very good with Ted. All right, um, I've, I've said my sort of piece on it, so uh, I think that's a good place to end it. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for uh, joining us on this shortened episode. Uh, like I said, we'll be back to full force next week when we get all of our equipment back together and uh, sort of, like, finish our moves. Even I'm, like, sort of doing things, like, ad hoc and remotely. Um, but once that is all set up, I think we'll be in a good position to, to go forward. But uh, nevertheless, thank you for uh, joining us this week. Uh, next week, we're going to, uh, a little bit of a preview, we're going to be talking about the Green Knight. I know you were able to watch it uh, recently, and we're going to be able to go in-depth on that one and spend a lot of time on it, mainly because we are going to need to. Uh, <coughs> because that, that movie was strange. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of opinions on that. It was like, I would... I do. Yeah. I do. Um, I have tons of W2F that, you know, I wouldn't mind um, talking to you about. So, yeah. Next week, we will definitely be up and running, and it will be much uh, much cleaner. I will have all my equi equipment set up so that we're not dealing with this. Yep. Thank you again for your patience. Really appreciate you. All right, thank you nice. guys, uh, and uh, I'll say it for for Ike this time, considering that uh, she's breaking out in and out. So you can't stop the signal, guys. Thank you. <laughs>